0: Welcome to Extra Points. Now, here's your host, Cousin Sal, and
1: his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal, coming to you on a Thursday morning, spaghetti and meatballs here, fiddling with the knobs, baby face Joel Solomon, producing this mess, and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and from Las Vegas, Martin Weiss. Now, Shek, you 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 threw some darts at Martin the other day because you called him Waldo. He was wearing like a uh, with horizontal um, red and white stripes uh, a shirt, and you had your fun. He is now dressed. I wish everyone could see him. He is now dressed to the nines. Dressed to the not look at him. Where are you going, Martin? It's early in the morning.
0: It's a, I'm at a work conference. I brought four suits for three days. So yeah, really? you should have seen it. yesterday. I had green. I got an Obama suit going. You know, I am sure whatever breakout that it gets cut out of this people will see that my my nice burgundy suit going on. But yeah. uh yeah, I'm not a fan of just regular colors. Like the whole black thing, like just black suit. Like I'm I'm kinda out unless it's a wedding or a funeral.
1: hmm I've seen you in that suit before, but uh not at like nine thirty in the morning. Shaq, come on, you gotta give <laughs> you gotta give it up. No, yeah, listen, a tip of the the cap
2: to him. that he went from being Dr. Hook's um you know uh Mopping up the, the poop deck to looking classy there in Sin City. Muzzle tub to you. I'm glad you, whatever you saved during your last shift at Long John Silver, obviously. Uh, well, first of all, that of
0: shirt, Dave, I'll have you know. French designed. High Please don't quality. tell me it
2: costs a lot because that'll make it worse.
0: No. I mean, it did, but I wasn't about to say that it cost a lot. (laughs) I was
1: hoping, Martin, you you didn't say, hey, I have a conference. I was up early and I'm dressed. uh, I'm ready for the noon conference. I was hoping this is spilled over from last night and you just rolled out of bed and that. I mean, being in business and all. No, I will say this, though.
0: The suit that I did roll into bed in is right here.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's
0: within arm's reach. I got you. All I right. definitely was putting this on as I was getting ready to, like, as I was trying to, it took me 10 minutes to get onto the Wi Fi and seizures. But as I was doing that, I was like, oh, right, you know, I should probably get dressed. You well, know, did you
1: make a
2: new bed. friend?
1: Several. <laughs> That's not what he means. Come on. Listen, all right. we all have a new friend in town, guys. It's called NFL football, it's here. It's here tonight. We did it. I love yelling it's here. There's like 40 different times of the year we could say the NFL is back. And this sort of makes sense, except it's I mean, we'll never be more excited for Jake Luton versus Jared Stidham uh, than we are right now. Jags Raiders tonight. Raiders two and a half point favorite. Thirty and a half is the over under. their shack. Football here. Do we say football's here or do we wait to the first Thursday? Yeah,
2: you can, because it's August, which means it's time for legal dramas to play out. And we have them at the player and owner level. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we have the Hall of Fame game, which people pretend you're only really duping yourself for the next handful of minutes until the game kicks off, if you're listening. And in fact, in front of kickoff, you'll watch the first series. And just like the players, you'll lose interest after that. Um, (laughs) Is it is it Luton or is it uh, Bethard? Either way. That's all you need
1: to know. I think that, Beathard is hurt. I don't even know if he was clear at the point well, Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure right. I saw
0: a tweet that said both Lawrence yeah. nor Beathard would play. Right. Oh,
1: who gives
2: a good goddamn? But I'll <laughs> you know what? I'll indulge it. I'll be a good guy. I'll give you a pick. Jared Stidham played with Josh McDaniels. Doesn't that indicate that he oh. should get the jump early on there? Give me the Raiders to win the first quarter at minus 118. Oh, that's, that's I mean, pretty that's, good. That's about That's as good as I can do for you there. But more like importantly, Bills, Bills minus one and a half in the season kickoff. I'm done Take with regular season. Slow I down. Slow about. the hell down. No, no, no. Six Matthew weeks from Stafford that. has a bum elbow. This is tracking in a bad direction. <laughs> the Bills are going to come in, obviously right. fired up. The Rams will be, too, but if Matthew Stafford's elbow ain't right, this is as good a number as you're going to get on Buffalo. Jump on it now. They're laying all one right. and a half. Hit,
1: hit us with your Thanksgiving picks, too. Let's, let's do us I will all. later. Let's you know what? I
2: will. I'm not going to indulge his jive.
0: Preseason. I will say. Yeah. Who's going to win is... the New Year's Six, Dave?
2: <laughs> Martin, all right, listen. Enjoy
1: your Civil War reenactment. <laughs> Martin, 30 and a half. Uh... Not not only is it the lowest total for any Hall of Fame game in fifteen plus years, it's also the tied, I think, for the lowest total for any preseason game in like last eighteen years. That's a thousand <laughs> games. Um, so I guess the idea is okay. You got these second string, third string quarterbacks. Uh, same will be at the other skill positions: running back and wide receiver. Most of the starting defenses will play, but you're banking on a low low turnover rate because points could be scored on pick sixes on fumbles and all that other shit. So it's not easy enough to just say, well, there's going to be a lot of defense, but my God, 30 and a half. And let me throw this at you since 2010, the under in the hall of fame game is seven and two. Maybe we just bet many, many, many thousands of dollars on the under. And that's our uh, wagering money for the season. Is that smart?
0: Well, I think it's a situation where you have guys who aren't, pressed right so if you're if they're not pressed like things like the under make a lot of sense right mm-hmm. like you know after the second series like they've said the players aren't even interested and you have like usfl-ish guys trying to make a roster right it's not we're not looking at actual standard NFL football so I mean, right? You're betting the Hall of Fame game. You're you're just desperate for some action. I mean, I How get it. It's you. baseball, but there's still it's still baseball out there. It's w- I know, F- but F- you get F- your right ass there. handed
1: to you betting baseball. And I think you had the experience betting Degrom, and that was demoralizing for me. Well, we'll get to baseball at large and in, in general. I just felt like I know we went like same five old, innings, same old for year. I felt
2: so sad. <laughs> it's for really you, crazy one, and yeah. then Degrom two. That they, the Metropolitan's picked up right where they left off. They don't score a run for the game. I guy.
1: forgot about, I, I don't, I didn't forget, but I forgot the feeling of like how much I end up hating the hitters on in DeGrom d- pitch days and like, oh shit. And he can't even bat ninth. He can't even, I forgot how many times he helped his own cause with a double in the, uh, in the alley there um, and to score two runs. I mean, he should have DH that game um yeah all right so that's that with baseball i don't know I, I feel i know yankee fans feel the same way with garrett cole getting lit up and it's really stupid because they're 11 games up and the mets are uh three and a half i think and they're going into this brave series but we'll talk about that in a second i do want to mention waiver wired is back hey. champion Chenti, eddie spaghetti powered by buffalo wild Wings. spaghetti what do you what do you and jen have in store for us today
3: well, today we're going to obviously welcome each other back. We're going to go over some news and notes. And then I think today we're going to do a deep dive into quarterbacks, quarterbacks we like in the top 12, quarterbacks we like in the top 24, and then your late round flyer quarterbacks uh, on Ooh. top of the Buffalo Wild Wings segment, uh, who's hot is not. So really excited. We Uh, Can't wait to see Jen. Going to be a lot of fun, excited for football to start and fantasy football. So please tune in four o'clock Pacific. Uh, the stream will be live on our Twitch, our Twitter, our YouTube, our Facebook, so you can catch us everywhere. I, I want to make sure.
2: I want to make sure it's Piacente and spaghetti. This equals the the official wing choice of uh, of waiver wired is garlic parmesan, right? Oh, With No marinara
3: wings
1: or anything. Oh uh, yeah, combiner- yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta latch on to that spaghetti. It's a whole Italian flavor going right here.
3: Well, my favorite wing combo is just the regular the the medium buffalo with ranch dressing, which I know Dave doesn't like because uh, ranch dressing was created after Dave was born, which is a, gotcha. a yeah, which is a no go on his list.
1: <laughs> I, I prefer blue cheese. I always ask for both. When they like uh, ranch or blue cheese, I'm like both. I'm a fifty one year old man. Uh, I'll take both like all oh, right, uh, it's gonna be extra. I'm like, All right, I'll give you the seventy five cents now. Let's just do it.
0: Spaghetti, where does Derek Carr ring? It's
3: very, it's very funny you just said that because uh, as I'm doing the rundown as a recording here, I have Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. He's one of my the guys I'm bringing up. I think sneak peek. I think I'm going to bring up Derek Carr, and I have the reasons are. I mean, obviously getting the top receiver in the league and Devontae Adams on his team, and Derek Carr. I think is just a guy that's cons- like he's consistently underrated by people. Mm-hmm. I know myself, Dave, on the Monastery <laughs> Podcast, we're fans of David Carr, so we're privy to what Derek Carr does do. But I think he's a guy in the mid rounds you got to target.
1: Where do you have Jared Stidham on your on your list? <laughs> Jared Stidham's
3: he's going number one overall, so I'm in most
1: drafts. I'm excited. I think I'm going to watch at least a half of this. I mean, I'm going to have money on, on it, but I think, Shaq, that's the way to go. Bet the first half's under, and uh right. and, like the Raiders uh, because they have the more experienced quarterback and the first driver, too, so that would be uh, the way to go. But anyway, football's back, and... Shaq alluded to it earlier. We got a lot of legal um, (laughs) implications still circling the NFL, the news. Uh, The NFL was appealing. The Deshaun Watson ruling, in case you missed it, I don't know how you would. He was given a six-game suspension, no fine. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think what happened here is the NFL knew about all of this. And they're like, let's sit back and see how much outrage there is to this. And there was, in fact, a lot of outrage. And then Roger Goodell says, OK, I got a guy who could fix this. Uh, and that guy is me. I'm going to fix this and we're going to appeal. And I get to pick the, the, who, who decides what the actual overriding result is going to be here. I mean, the NFLPA continues to make the worst deals of all time for his players. <laughs> the, the fact that they could do this. Uh, I what don't am I understand.
0: I don't understand how you have an independent arbitrator. Right. And then that an independent arbitrator makes a decision. Uh-huh. And so then you're like, well, I don't like that decision, so I'm going to appeal. Why did you have the independent arbitrator in the first place? Like why would why even have that whole step? Like you could have just it's like, why? What? What was the point? What was the reason?
1: I think the point is the NFL maybe doesn't want to be the bad guy and was hoping the arbitrator would do what everybody wanted or thought and would sentence him to a year or right, and that didn't happen. And then so Good- Goodell's like, okay, here's Plan B, and screw you, NFLPA, because you signed up for this. Is that right? Jack? That, my thing is, that,
0: my thing is, everybody says, oh, it's only six games. It's only six games. It's only six games. He's like, so would ten games, make you feel better? What? Like how? What? What number? Do you comes out and to which you then say, "Oh well, he got a thirteen game suspension." So that's I right. think the fine like, I, I is big.
1: I think the the fact right, that and, and right. the idea that they came the next day finding the Dolphins owner uh, triple four times as much as Deshaun would get doesn't look good either. But check what what are we missing here?
2: Boy, my head's all over the place with uh, with how this goes. But first of all, the irony that for all the complaints about Kamish Goodell over the years and, you know, the uneven um, punishing that he would do to various players for various misdeeds, that now he has to swoop in ostensibly and be the white knight because Sue Robinson didn't deliver a verdict that he wanted. But then there's the cynicism out there that, like you point to, the league knew this was going to happen. And so they were all set to challenge it, which then begs the question, why didn't Deshaun Watson take the deal of 12 games when it was offered to him? And then that suggests that sort of like in hoop dreams. Remember Will Gates, if you saw the movie, Will Gates' older brother who's in his ear the whole time, like, don't listen to the coach. And the coach is a jerk, too, who shouldn't be listened to. But neither should the older brother who flamed out his own career. Being like, no, 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 you didn't do anything wrong. Apparently, those people in Deshaun's camp were like, you shouldn't be even be six games. You should you should hold firm on that. And in that case, I don't know if it's D. Smith, if it's the agent, if it's his pals, but whoever it is, gave Deshaun some bad info because this should be, you know, it's less than ideal if you're Deshaun. But you definitely don't want the punishment Bleeding into 2023, because as we know, the Browns structured the deal specifically right. to avoid a big financial hit here at one million dollars well, this year.
1: I think the NFLPA should have appealed it first, even if they thought it was, uh, you know, fair, because then Goodell might be like, all right, this is let's just let's let's have our appeals cancel each other out and move on. <laughs> with so the ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Night before the penalty, like, hey, handshake deal now. Spit on it, Goodell, like D. Right. Smith, like handshake. <laughs> we're not going to we're, we're we won't appeal it if you don't. What it do you really say there, Commission? Like, what the hell's wrong with you,
3: D. Smith? Come on.
1: Spaghetti. Where do you a Pianchetti put uh Deshaun Watson? This is going to be interesting. How do you how do you break this down?
3: Um, that's probably going to be the top question we talk about today with that. And I'm sure my guess is that people are going to say if he keeps a suspension to something that's not a full season, obviously not indefinite. If it is like Mm -hmm. even a 10, 12 game suspension, uh, I would not be shocked if he's going the very late round, just because you don't know what kind of magic you'll get from him for a few games. But personally, I don't think he's going to play this year. So I, I would stay away from him.
1: I'm thinking about this now, now that all the fantasy stuff, all the implications, you could you could get a starting quarterback. And we've seen this before, Sheck, you can get one for one or two or three dollars. Who would those be? I mean, you talk about quarterback saturation all the time. Who would that? That's exactly
2: two? right. Deshaun Watson is a non-factor unless you have a keeper league and you're immoral enough that you would that you would. Holster Deshaun Watson for all of 2022, just so you could have him for the following season. Well, but Either I wonder way, what he gonna... gets.
1: Like if you if you all right, let's say you can get Kirk Cousins for two dollars. Pretty good for the first six, eight, ten weeks, whatever it ends up being. And then you get Watson. I'm not
2: giving up the bag. I but Sal, obviously yeah. anybody who's in a fantasy league with you right. knows that you are the exact opposite, 180 degrees away from one sports guy, Bill Simmons, who weirdly consistently always gets three or four quarterbacks. Like, I'm going to be in the catbird seat. Everybody's going to come to me for drafts. And no, no, no. There is full QB saturation now. That means there are plenty of fine options in fantasy and otherwise, way down there at the 20th rank guy. Don't fall all over yourself to get a QB. It, It provides a marginal difference don't tell interrupt. him i mean i don't you.
1: think he's listening but he used to do it with defenses you guys are gonna be begging me for the 49ers defense like no we're not I don't give a shit it's all luck week <laughs> okay. to week but yeah. sal to your credit
2: yeah. even though i can't remember you winning very much uh so uh, okay. I, I don't know how much i don't know how much it's i won his but-
1: uh t- take your ball and go home league uh i wanted uh both both years so uh well, that's I, jv continue crap. To nobody crap nobody him.
2: Him. <laughs> you're gonna brag about what happened in jv who gives a good goddamn <laughs> no. now listen the point is that you have, and you were early on this uh, among the people that I'm aware of, <coughs> that you always would wait out everybody in the auction draft. Everybody would be spent $32, 30, a 34 for Tom Brady, a 35 uh-huh. for Mahal. Like, what are we doing here? Well, that's crazy. Sal would always get a QB
1: for $1, and it never impacted the bottom line. Don't I got waste Josh money Allen. You're high draft pick, yeah. right. In one, in one fantasy league, I got Josh Allen two years ago for a dollar, and I got to just keep him and keep him and keep him. And it, it, it is almost unfair. Um, you you brought up Tom Brady, turned 45 yesterday. He still plays, by the way. I looked this up. He's still on a roster and thriving, and all the numbers indicate he's gonna have a great year. And you know me, Shaq. If you know me more than even fantasy draft wise, I like betting the player prop unders. But this one. A lot of these Marvelous. specifically don't make sense. Over under 35 and a half touchdown passes. Now, I'm looking at his stats. He, he, uh, he's over that. It's really something else with his numbers here. He had 43 and 40 as a Buccaneer, and that 40 was a year where they had 16 games, okay? So now in the 17-game year, he had 43. His over under passing yards is 4,520 and a half. In his two years, he's at fifty three sixteen and forty six thirty three with the Bucks. Okay, to have the most passing yards is eight to one. To win MVP is eight to one. To have the most passing touchdowns, he's five to one. Go ahead, Martin. I'm going to have you take a shot at this. What's the best Brady prop out there?
0: I feel like under um, under yards is right. where I'm going to go. Under yards is where I'm going to go. Uh, uh, with Godwin being Nick, start the year. I think Godwin is really the key that makes that offense go. Pardon, <clears throat> Godwin is the key that makes that offense go in terms of him being able to take the top off of, of defenses. Mm-hmm. And I think that him being hurt is going to cause them some major issues on their offense to start the season. I don't think Julio Jones matters, like, and I think he's more of a Gronk replacement than like an actual wide receiver. The way that people are sliding him in, like, I don't think he's the same guy he used to be. So. I just don't see them having this juggernaut offense, like the offenses they had the last two years. I don't see it happening in Tampa this year.
1: All right. So, I mean, talk about fishy lines. I'm right there with you. That's my pick, under four, 45, 20 and a half. Like I said, 5,300, though, last year, 4,600 the year before with Tampa when there were 16 games, but only 45, 20 and a half. I, I'm trying to figure out their reasoning. Uh, I. Are they banking on him missing four games, Sheck, as a 45 year old, or are they banking on him handing off to Leonard Fournette a lot more? Because I did the math just now. It's 265 yards a game if he plays every game. Well, Chris
2: Godwin, Chris Godwin, um, you know, speaking of making things go, if you have to go blow your nose, Marty, by all means, go. Yeah, what's going on, Uh, but sorry, yes, who knows? classic Sal. This is one of the another one of the things that you figured yeah. out a couple few years ago. Oh. And, and I am fully on board with you because as much as I'm philosophically against at the craps table, don't pass. This is literally betting against Brady. <laughs> don't pass Brady. So I feel like this is <laughs> yeah. uh, spiritually right. To go under the 45, 20 and a half there. I'll do it just for the sake of variety, go under 35 and a half, but you point at the touchdown total. I mean, the, the legit issue is the one guy we know is dependable as a target for him, and Brady loves to, to um, hit up Mike Evans quite a bit. Mike Evans, some, you know, periodically, he feels to me like one of those guys who misses a game or four pretty much every year. So mm-hmm. I, you know, and Leonard Fournette's kind of fat and there are <laughs> injuries on the interior. I mean, that's not I, a small matter. I know I people think he's about not it. Fat. No,
1: it's a big matter, Dave. It's a big matter. He's but he, big, but he's not really fat, right? Would that turned out to be bullshit or is he fat? Is he fat?
0: No, I think, I think what it is, is he's just less fat than everyone thought. Oh, was. I see.
1: Okay. That's good. So he
0: is fat, but, I mean, people would think the man was coming in at 270, 265. Yeah. By the way, that's a good rumor to
1: leak about yourself. Like, hey, Leonard Fournette's coming in at Mm -hmm. 350. Then he shows up at 285. It's like, oh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's everyone's apology here? Uh, All right. Yeah. I mean, look, my thing with these over-unders is they don't factor injuries in, but I feel like they absolutely are here because 44-year-old – Tom Brady and 43 year old Tom Brady crushed these all these over under numbers. So I think they are banking on him missing games. You are right check. It's blasphemous to uh root against Tom Brady in any capacity, but uh I'm going under. I'm doing it. It's very silly, but I'm doing He's it. A, uh, yeah. Can
2: I say something controversial? Of course. And yeah. I don't know why it really should be at this point. Let's just pull the band-aid off. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's a shitbag on some level. He seems like yeah. a lovely man. And by Thank the way, to promote so much, to Dave. promote the minus three on the extra points network, we had Chris long on a teammate of Tom Brady and who like every other Tom Brady teammate I've ever spoken to. And I don't know, I, I off the top, of my, I can't think of another guy who anybody it meets a hundred percent on this. I've never met a teammate of Brady's who says anything other than all oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, Tom's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, really mm-hmm. nice guy. All that kind of stuff. But professionally, he definitely, it's not like he goes up to the line to test it. He crosses no. the line continually. I I I this is I, I it I connected it. Here's a pretentious literary reference for you. Did you oh, read no. Lolita? He's is Humbert no. Humbert. That's who he is. He's too handsome for us to fully understand. That he's just a bad guy. He's a criminal. We let him off the hook because he's Humbert Humbert and he's handsome and charming and all that. But that doesn't mean that he's not committing football crimes. This latest one, that it all is on Steven Ross and he deserves a lot of heat. The Dolphins do and everything else. And Don Yee, his agent. But Don Yee is also Sean Payton's agent. So what are we talking about here? Obviously, Don Yee's in the back channels and everything else. And it all has to do with Tom Brady. And somehow Tom Brady is skating right by. I don't I, It's crazy to me.
0: The idea that that report was true is is insane that he was actually going to join the Dolphins front office with the idea that he could play quarterback for the team at some point in time. He like he's not an actual criminal, but the thing no. that he does in the world of football absolutely deserve punishment. and it just he just skates. He got four games for those footballs, and that was it. That was it. Like, how in the world? Like, I I, I completely agree with you.
2: Ironically, I, I, the I, I thing that gives it, the you the
0: wiggle room is, the wiggle
2: room is for Brady, that the deflated football thing felt fraudulent to everybody, and somehow that yeah. then led us into thinking, like, Tom Brady deserves better than that treatment from the league when he's the face of the league and all that kind of stuff. But it obscures
0: the fact that it was a make good
2: for the cheating that he did earlier in his career. He
0: absolutely takes the rules as suggestion. Like, that's the only way to put it. Like, he takes the rules as suggestion, and then nothing fucking happens to him ever, ever. He just gets plastic surgery on his face, and his cheeks go like this, and he just – nothing ever happens.
1: I was joking when I said, let's let's consider this when we have to evaluate his Hall of Fame uh, eligibility. But uh, obviously, he's making it. But we're getting to a point where the scandals are catching up to the rings, right? Like, uh, you could even say, like... Uh, Spygate, he indirectly, um, you know, benefited from. Obviously, DeflateGate. Okay, think what you want. Everybody does it, or you know, whatever. He threw his cell phone out when they needed to find out um, pertinent information, and now this, which yes, completely swept under the rug. This Miami Dolphins thing—it takes two to tango, for sure, with this uh, collusion stuff. Um, but yeah, we're getting there. Indirectly
2: it's not, it's benefited his entire career is owed to Spygate. Right. If the Patriots don't know what the Rams are doing, they don't win that game. Who's to say Brady even gets the gig back in the following season from Drew Bledsoe. I
1: love it. Who's making a fortune. Come on. Well, I'll shit on him the whole hour, but, uh, uh, okay. I think I'll do so in the form of taking under 4,520.5 okay. yards passing for, uh, Tom. Terrific blasphemous to call him Tom terrific. Hey, let's take a break and we'll talk uh, baseball. All right. Yeah, now this happened a couple of days ago, but we should mention the great Vince Scully. He really was the greatest, right, Shaq? I mean, what... You could say Al Michaels is great, but I feel like if they were asked to switch roles, I'm not sure if Al could pull off what Vin did. Like incredibly, just just sound, just doing it all alone by himself, calling games in such a smooth manner that gets people on board. I don't know a lot of people. The story I'm hearing a lot is people would go to Dodger games and bring their transistor radio and listen to Vin. Uh, or they would watch the game on TV, and if it wasn't him calling the game on TV, they'd put the radio on and listen to Vin. You just don't get that anywhere else, people going out of their way. Um, and I think uh, we've lost the best to ever do it.
2: I think you're probably right that he's the best ever, but people get provincial about it because the radio play-by-play guy of baseball more than any other sport there is a, you know, you, uh, w- what I saw a lot of on social media was that he was the conveyor of what was happening. And, you know, remember, I know that this points to how old we are, but there was a time in our lives, Sal, like old men, like my old man, like, oh, you know, we didn't have TVs in my day. We had to listen on the radio to yeah. some degree. That was true even for us. It's not like mm-hmm. every baseball game when we were growing up was on. You listened on the radio Mm-hmm. And so you forge a connection with those guys on a level that that you didn't. I do think, ultimately, I'm a little resentful of uh, L.A. Dodgers fans who are saying he was our guy, and he certainly was, as much as anybody is associated with the Dodgers brand, Vince Scully is it. But he also um, had a national – I I connected with him because him and Joe Garagiola calling the, sure. the game of the week and, and you know – Everybody is aware at this point, I think, you know, he called the catch for Dwight Clark. He was there for that one. He was there for Kirk Gibson's home run. You know, this side of, you know, we can debate. That's on the short list of greatest home runs in postseason. Well, let's do it. History. Let's do it
1: now. Martin, Martin, what was the greatest uh, Vince Scully call that you're aware of?
0: My greatest Vince Scully call, I tweeted it out after he died. After I did, but not just tweeted the notification, but I was watching live. It's still the wildest thing I've ever heard. In a live sports broadcast. Um, Tory Hunter was at that, <laughs> and Ben uh-huh. Scully started telling his story. And Tori Hunter was with the Tigers, and I was covering the Tigers at the time. He started telling a story about how Tori brought his dad's jacket to school, uh-huh. and uh, he said, and "I'm quoting him now." He said, "And something fell out of his jacket. What do you call it? A crack pipe." <laughs> and hearing Ben Scully say "crack pipe" on a you know a, a baseball broadcast was <laughs> entirely well incredible.
1: anyway you get the point and then he tried to uh, and then tory hunter strikes out looking look it up on youtube it's a fantastic clip but yes it was tory hunter's jacket that his father who was a crack addict had taken and Tori was upset because he didn't think he'd see it again and then he saw it one morning as his father was passed out on the couch and he took it to school and like you said the crack pipe fell out uh in, in right in the middle of class. Um and so like it, Vince
0: Cully just decided like you know top <laughs> of the second inning was the time to tell that story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got a Tori on. Oh, here he is. He's he's at bat. And he strikes out looking. <laughs>
2: Your mad dog impression is is second to none, Sal. Like <laughs> you, you tried a little Vin there. Vin's yeah. Vin's hard to do. Vin's inflection yeah. was so pastoral compared to, to most anyone else's, even among the baseball guys. you I I I'm gonna guess. I mean, the Gibson home run, like and look who's coming to the plate is yeah. is, is great. And um, people talk about the ninth inning of Sandy Koufax's perfect game as, mm-hmm. like, this perfect piece of broadcasting, and it is. You can find it online and go listen mm-hmm. to that. But as a Metropolitans guy, I'm embarrassed. Well, you can do it now. I want to hear you do it. I'm well, embarrassed that I can't get the exact sequence of words right. Behind the bag!
1: Little the ball roller. gets through, ball- Yeah, little roller down to first behind the bag. And, you know, I mean, that's my number one. That's my favorite. But I will say this, and you brought it up. He has made the greatest call in my life that I would get excited about and probably also the most demoralizing call, as you mentioned, Dwight Clark's catch against the Cowboys. So he was on – I'm on both ends of the spectrum of uh, Vin Scully right there, which ended up being the last – And Hank Aaron. He just so happens as the Dodgers guy to be at at Hank Aaron's home run,
2: and his call on that – is just splendid, and it would be easy to get hyperbolic about the significance of a black man in the South breaking Mm -hmm. papers. He essentially says that, and it feels like out of my voice, like, ah, don't exaggerate to make some broader point about the significance of sports. But when Vince Scully says it, it's great. The other thing that he always did when significant moments happen, I love that he would always give the time and or the date. Right, right, right. At, ni- at 10 past
1: 9 p.m. He East was like time. Mark funnels of the 70s, I think. Yeah. I, no. It's, it's a very, very, very inside <laughs> like that. joke. Very inside it is joke.
0: 1042 <laughs> in Los Angeles, California, and the Dodgers have won. <laughs> the Be c- great, in everyone. the city
2: of Angel Sandy Koufax does what no one's ever yeah. done in the sport of baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's
0: awesome. What's very fascinating, though, is like, I didn't know – until he died that people started bringing their radios to games because of Vince. Like I I didn't like just growing up, we used to bring the radio to the game, but I thought it was because once, when you're at the game, you can't hear what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like You can't, so you can't, I don't know who got hurt or what, you know what I'm saying? What, what, or, you know, whether or not, you know, what's happening that somebody's in the locker room or whatever. So that's why I used to bring the radio, but to hear like, apparently like that, Ben Scully was the reason why they started, you know, we did that, that too.
2: I mean, did you, Marty? But it, it's interesting. I can't think of the legend um, from uh, uh, the Tigers, um, the, their radio guy, their longtime radio guy. Um, oh, Jesus
0: Christ. Oh, it's escaping me. Give me 10 seconds and I'll have it. This well, is I, sad that that kind of proves get my this, point. Uh, this Hall of
2: Fame right. <laughs> It kind of proves my point. I wonder does it matter that, um, well, I mean, it, it is like sort of old Manning cast well. for me. Ernie, Ernie Harwell. Jesus. Yeah. God. Is man. that, Sal? Who are your guys? Kiner or is he more of a TV guy?
1: That was Kiner, Bob Murphy, and uh, Lindsey Nelson. L- Lindsey Nelson went away uh, probably early in the, uh, in the late 70s. And so, but th- that was the original three. And then, yeah, then it was Kiner and, and Bob Murphy. I love the guys they have now. I love Gary, Keith. Oh, and, really? Uh, and uh, Ron Darling. But yeah. Yeah, that was it. I will say when they talk about all these calls, they talk about. Vin just letting it the moment play out, and uh, sometimes, and I think in that Kirk Gibson one, there was like um, like a minute of, of action. Sixty-five silence. seconds. Out. Is that what it was? Sixty-five
0: total seconds. Yeah. So I, I, I think the I
1: think the the message there to young broadcasters is to just just shut up. Don't ever say anything. Um, we had a friend, a writer's assistant, who pitched a no talker at a game, Shack, and now I'm wondering if he might have been uh, one of the greatest uh, announcers of all time if he had changed. Career paths. Just it was <laughs> if you just show up to audition and just don't say anything, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm playing after Vince Scully here, but yeah, yeah
2: it was a, that was an exhilarating day <laughs> at the office when when we were there or at the at the stadium to be in the park. For that event, a no talker. I mean, nine innings. were... We went a with a guy event, who didn't so speak for event.
1: nine innings. A friend, a group of like fifteen guys did not speak at all. And we were we were joking like, okay, he hasn't said a word. We don't want to jinx it. Just don't bring it up. Just don't mention it because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna screw it. <laughs> all right. So, Shaq, did you say your favorite? I mean, I'm I'm going Mets. I'm going Mookie uh, Buckner era. Um, Martin, you're saying wait, I mean, pure call.
2: It's for me. It's yeah. the Gibson home run. It's but the you know yeah. for the you know the significance for society and all that i mean like hard to go wrong the the hang aaron call is splendid stuff too and then yeah. listen and then do really do if you have free time and are interested in such things listen to him call by himself in the booth it's about 10 minutes worth of um him uh striking out harvey keen and company to complete a perfect game and Fifty five. I forget what year it is, and it's sixty five. I should say. Yeah. Uh, anyway, dig that one up. That's a great call as well.
1: Lots of good. Oh, Martin's was uh, Tory Hunter, right? Yeah. yeah th- it was
2: definitely Hunter dig
0: that one up. That's for
2: uh, it was the I, stories. I mean, like book. the call of the big moment, but the the joy of of Scully was just, you know, fifth inning, whatever. Like there's a guy, him weaving in, even salacious stories like Mm -hmm. Marty's one, like he would do it and it just felt like a slice of Americana listening Mm -hmm. to Vince Scully tell you about the backstory of this guy around balls and strikes
1: was great. It is something. And I've been at Dodger games where people are listening on the radio to Vin Scully. And normally it's an imposition. And we talked about who we hate at the beach and the, the loud music guy who dictates what you have to listen to. He's right up there. But this this guy and anyone who played Scully at the stadium got a pass. Like now they have earbuds. We all have them now, but it didn't matter. You could play it and no one really was going to fight you on it. Um, it's, all right. Like what yeah.
0: fascinating about Ben Scully, his first year of broadcasting was three years after Jackie Robinson played major league baseball. Wow. Like my man was calling games forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was good at it. He told the story about how he raced Jackie Robinson on ice skates and it had been the first time Jack, and I guess he was a skater. Ben Scully he was like, on the high school team or something. So he brought his own skates to wherever, wherever this Dodgers retreat was. And Jackie shows up with his wife, who's like seven or eight months pregnant. And she's also skating. So that was scary. And then Jackie, who had never skated before, challenged Vince Scully to a race. And he's like, Jackie, you've never, you've never skated before. He's like, how am I going to learn? And it's like, that that was just (laughs) Jackie Robinson's mentality. And uh, I think he beat him. Uh, All right, let's do our play of the day. Uh, Yeah, Martin, you and I, Actually, Sheck, we won our play of the day. We all had some kind of Mets uh, on the Scherzer day. I think it was Monday. And uh, you lost yep. because you tied it with um the under and it went way over. So stop screwing.
2: Oh, who gives it. a good goddamn baseball season's over? I <laughs> ran out of gas. I told you when the Avalanche hoisted that cup and the NBA title, I oh, don't even remember it. who won that. I declared the whole thing over. That's that we they mission accomplished, other sports. You got us close to football season. I ran out of fuel. But you know who's going to remember? You know, you know what? What? I'll,
1: I'll tell you. St. Louis th- lay th- the run is, and a this half. Is, That's this is this is who. This is who cares. Mikey Meatballs, who uh, spends upwards of seventy-five seconds putting these graphics together. So apologize to <clears> him. <throat> don't don't say. All right, oh, I'm giving, giving you the cards.
2: Them- lay lay the run and a half. The Cubs have quit on the season. The Cards obviously are playing for something that makes sense to me. But you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm looking at football. Well,
1: the, you know, football. Well, the that game is going on right now, Sheck. It's like the bottom of the first. Oh, it already started. Pick your okay, football Okay, then I'm sticking
2: with the Bills minus. God. one and a half in SoFi. See you then.
1: <laughs> he picked the Cardinals and the Cubs were winning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I told you, I'm out of gas. No, not the Bills. We need a play for today. Give the freaking preseason game. Who did you have? First all right. Now? Raiders win the first quarter. Minus okay. 118. All right. That's Enjoy. that's your pick. Martin, what's yours?
0: First of all, the preseason game is going under. Okay. Final score is going to be 14 to ten,
1: it's gonna That's have to be. Prediction. Yeah, all right. Fourteen
0: to ten, final score. Um, I am going to go with my current home team, the Las Vegas Aces. The WNBA, they are one in five against the spread in their last six. However, mm-hmm. they are fourteen and six and two against the spread in their last twenty-two meetings against the Dallas Wings. I one like of it. these things has to give. Vegas coverage the spread tonight.
1: I like it. all right so we're all over the board we got a preseason NFL game we got a WNBA game and all right I'll do it I'll take one for the team I'll take a I'll take a baseball bet twins plus 108 they're for the first time this year I think favored to win the central I have a lot of money on the White sox to actually have uh, get surpass them at some point this season but for today twins 108 I know they're going up against Alec Manoa of uh, the Blue Jays who was 11 and five that's why the Jays are favored on the road. But Sonny Gray coming off a nice start in San Diego. Five and two-thirds, I think. One earned run. I think he's about to turn it around. I think Byron Buxton, who has 26 home runs, gets to Manoa. Twinkies take it five to three. Oh, Sheck. We had Vogelbach. I was at a batting cage with my son. Mikey Meatballs was at Vo- Vogelbach. It's a grand slam. Mets win. I love this guy. I love him. He's like plays it like yeah, a, I don't know. a I lot just, of John I wish he there. were. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wish he were fat Dan. That's the only thing I would change about what he's got going on. Daniel is is not becoming of someone for a man of his carriage. But Muzzle Tub to him, a grand slam. I don't know mm-hmm. why Denny's isn't all over this. Ooh, you got you're a, right. The morbidly obese slugger, uh, you know, hitting grand slams right there, an endorsement deal. NIL. I don't know. That should have
1: been there. it. If he it, hits one it. grand slam, everybody in the park eats free or something. Yeah. Are that you hearing me, Denny's? There you go. <laughs> all right. Mets Braves now at five in a row, five in a row because of an early season rainout. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. They'll get to see the Grom. Um, it'll be a nice game where the Mets don't hit again. And, uh, and Scherzer and uh, Bassett and all these guys. So I, I like our chances. Let's just get three out of five from the Braves. A uh, Brittany Griner, nine years. This just Jeez. came over the wire. You know, I know Russia plays by different rules, but, In terms of punishment, there's zero chance of recidivism for Brittany Griner. She's not going to do this again. What the fuck? She's uh, uh, I I don't understand it. Like, what do we do now? She learned her
0: lesson now. Yeah, she she learned her lesson this time around.
1: Do we sentence Victor Bout? I mean, that's who we offered up in exchange, right? Do we sentence that scumbag to life and then be like, all right, but we'll still trade him if uh, like I don't know. See if Russia could do the math or do they care? When does Roger Goodell get involved, Shaq? This is nonsense at this point. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, how how very awful goes without saying. I you know I I don't know the geopolitical ramifications if Russia is mad at the U.S. Well, we know who they are, and if that is the reason for the severity of it, or is it the is the severity owed to making the U.S. now dance like well we can't allow this to happen, so this incense Biden. Right. At all to make a deal more quickly. I don't know. It's, it's just awful stuff for the human being, Brittany Griner, who's sitting in mm-hmm. Russia somewhere and then what I assume is, an, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in any jail, but a Russian jail, that just sounds like uh, the start this of a terrible. awful movie. And her career,
1: yeah. it'll be her entire career right. if it's nine years. Nonsensical. Um, I don't know what to say. I do want to direct people to extrapoints.com slash arcade this is, what a great segue that is uh nothing britney griner related lots of fun stuff not we take a break from sports we hit all the prop culture uh martin you might know this, this is supposed to be a big thing will kylie jenner reveal the name of her baby formerly known as wolf in the month of august that's one of the questions one of the 10 questions yes or no i go yes I think yes. yes okay all right, that's fine. She, wow. she gets it out
0: prior to the start of real football when, you know, the, obviously the news cycle is dominated with you know, the, the comings and goings of Mondays and Thursdays and Sundays. So I, I think she gets it out now. All she's got to compete with is baseball and the WNBA. There's not a lot of competition for the headlines. All so right. This is the time. In fact, Kylie, you should do it now. Do it now, Kylie.
1: Very smart. Do it right now. So you have 27 days listener. to do it. Yes, uh, that's it. ExtraPoints.com/arcade. You get a nice prize there, uh, similar to the one that's atop my head right now. The gold. Do cap.
2: that to fill so you feel satiated for the month of August. Right. Because on September 1st, the backyard brawl, the Mountaineers with JT Daniels. In whatever the hell it's called, Hines? No, whatever. I'm actually sure that uh, Kidon Slavis is going to win the starting get for the Pitt Panthers. Laying six and a half. I'll say you, Sal. Quick pick it.
1: Uh, All right, I'll take your team. I'll take your team. What is it? Six, six and a a half, you said? Touchdown victory, huh? All right, yeah. Six and a half. They're supposed to be bad, the Mountaineers, so. We're going to be uh, diving against all odds crew. We're going to get through uh, all the conferences starting um, next week. Shaq, you had a dandy, like you mentioned earlier, with uh, Chris Long. Really good podcast on minus three. You got another one coming yeah, very up today good with Kevin Hinch. Yeah.
2: yeah, we I got think- Hench coming up today and Chris Long on all things. He's, what's great with him is he's funny, but he also is pretty frank about his opinions on things. He loves Tom Brady, but he gets into Brady for the latest misdeed. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, what his struggles are, Lamar Jackson, all the rest of it. Great conversation with
0: Chris discussion. Long and like Mark Schlaerth prior to him show we need more linemen in NFL media.
1: Yeah. Not Jeff Schwartz. Not linemen. our friend Jeff Schwartz. Not you not mention Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz. Not interesting. Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> you know what's interesting to
0: me? I consider <laughs> – no, no. I, I, I think of him as a college guy more than an NFL no. guy for whatever reason. I think it's just because he's always so actively tweeting – about either the Pac-12 or it's like so blindly you know, a Chiefs fan that I, I I see him more as an Oregon, USC, UCLA uh, analyst. That's fair.
1: Will Martin, will you have a voice on Monday? Um, I mean, you, you got it started. I'd say minus one fifty. No,
0: I'm going to be honest. I woke up this morning to a surprise as I tried to speak and it was just like not really going very well. I had to mm. warm up for a little bit before the pod. I don't I don't know what's going on here.
2: Get it together, Mister Smeag. That
1: was (laughs) that was cash book (laughs) referencing. You have cash on you, Martin. Put put uh, put twenty bucks on Dak to win MVP for me.
0: While you're there, actually, Sal, if you you remember from Christmas, you put a little, you put a a couple dollars in my pocket. I did. I still have all of them. What? I brought them with. I brought well, I brought them with me the last two times (laughs) I've been to Vegas, and that's what I've been gambling with out of. uh, That's uh, way too responsible.
1: Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's hilarious, but I still uh, have it. I have let's like- have uh, Martin come back a winner. Cool. That's going to be fun. Let's uh, let's get Brittany back. I don't know. Send her uh, Alex Jones or one of our uh, – Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> or one of our worst crimin- – maybe Tom Brady. Maybe, uh, you know, we send him Tom Brady for all his uh, misdeeds. I think that's a fair trade. Brady for Gr- Brittany. If,
0: if the cost for Brittany Griner – is the man who is the merchant of death, right? The guy, the Russian arms dealer from the Nick Cage movie.
1: Right. What would the
0: cost be for Tom Brady?
1: I don't know. And does Britney take over his um, uh, broadcasting responsibilities for Fox? I wonder how that works (sighs) out. (laughs) Fair, uh, straight up trade. So much. So much uh, to go over here. We will do this. Check, check, check out on Minus three. Oh, spaghetti. I took
2: Derek Carr in the second round.
1: <laughs> spaghetti. Well, we should know. Spaghetti and Gen Piacente waiver wired. They're going live. What time today? Spaghetti.
3: We are going live at 4
1: p.m. Pacific time. There you go. Check it out. All your fantasy questions answered. He's gonna there. back
2: up Matt Jones, who I took <laughs> in the first round. <laughs>
1: That'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. I want to remind everyone out there. You may feel like, you may feel like underdogs. I gotta get this right. It's a reminder. You're all my favorites. See ya.